Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Nun Aleph. Today's shir is Ilu Nishma Asmatisyah Morachai Ben Yosef. May his memory be a blessing. And today's shir is also for a full shame of Yitzhak Yura Ben Miriam and Tanachaika Bas Boba Michla. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, so remember yesterday we were discussing Mamar and Get and the power that they have. Good morning, morning. Remember, we mentioned Doraisa. In a case of Yibum Doraisa, there's only get, there's only Yibum and Chalitza. The only way to affect the marriage, to perform Yibum, is Rupiah. The only way to separate from her, to free her, to go marry anyone else, is through uh, Chalitza. However, the Rabbonin came along, and this is what we saw in the Gomorrah. We saw, I mean, we saw in the mission, but we saw the reasons for it in the Gomorrah. That they came along and instituted that a get, to a de- to a large degree, to a degree, has the same effect as a chalitza, and a mamar has the same effect as yibum. Mamar is based in for for by here it's the same it's the same as saying kedushin basically. Um, now what what is that effect? So remember one halach is that once you've done chalitza. It's forbidden to marry that wife or any of the co-wives. Once one of the brothers do chalitza. So, so too, if one of the brothers give a get, it will be also for anyone to uh, um, then go along and do yibum to her or to any of the other co-wives. Similarly with mamar. Just as once yibum has been done, not allowed to go and do yibum to another one of the wives. Um, and then we learned it as a drosh of bais, echorat they're only allowed to do yibum to one of the deceased brother's wives. So, so if you do mamar, that would basically be the only wife you're allowed to do yibum to. Any other wife, that would be osur to. So that's the effect of mamar and get. Yes. Mamar and yibum. Yes. Are they both permanent marriages? Or is it just yeah. So yibum, if you do yibum, that's a permanent marriage. Once you've done yibum, as we'll see, and um, once you've done yibum, then it's a complete marriage. She's now like, she's like your wife. Yeah. She's now your wife. And again, so once you've done yibum, the only way to free her would be through a get. That's the orisa. And with Rabbonin, we came across yesterday. And so that's, yeah, so that's if yibum done um, so just back to where we were. So that's the, the effect of another effect of a get and a mamar is remember a get it says if you've divorced her, I as if you were married. So her relatives also become forbidden to you. Generally, if one of the brothers do chalitza to one of the um, do chalitza to a wife, then the other brothers or he's not are not related to the other co-wives. If one of them would give a get, it's as if they were married to that wife, and therefore the uh, her relatives would become osses. That would be another nafkamina, um, another ramification of giving a get. Um, yeah, what we came on to, what we did see yesterday is Rabbonin made a principle or learned out was called a bia pesula, a semi yibum. What's that? Uh, or uh, a, a weak yibum? Yeah, a semi yibum or a, a weak yibum. What's that? Where he wasn't allowed to do yibum. 
then they say it's not good enough to just give her a get. And he goes ahead and does yibum. It's not good enough to just give a get, like would be in a normal case where a man does yibum. He has to give a get and do chalitza. So that's what's called the biapsula. Just for example, when is it a biapsula? If he or one of the brothers gave a get or did mamar to one of the women, one of the wives, and then did yibum to another wife. Since he wasn't allowed to do yibum because there was already mamar on one of the wives, it was as if midrabonim, it had already been done, mamar had already been done, uh, yibum had already been done, it's considered a bia psula. Or similarly, if, uh, if uh, he gave him or one of the brothers gave a get to one of the wives, and then him or another brother went and did yibum, um, yibum to another wife, since he wasn't allowed to do yibum because it was as if chalitza had already been done, so it's called a biapsula, and not only would he require a get, he would also require a, a chalitza. It's not a proper yibum. So the, to a degree, it's as if the zika is still there. Okay, so that is, that, that I think, some of the main principles from yesterday. The first point of the mission, which we're going to go into now, Abon Gamil said there's no such thing as a get after a get, or mamar after mamar. And the Chachomim came along and said, there is a get after a get, and there is mamar after, after mamar. Um, what does it mean there's no get after a get? So if one of the brothers, or he, gave a get to one of the wives, and then someone gave a second get to another wife, contra Gamil, that second get you can ignore. So again, what were the ramifications we said of a get? Is it makes her relatives also to him. That says, if he was married to her, the second get doesn't count because ein get achar get, and so too ein mamar achar mamar. The one who did mamar to the second sorrow, the second kawaf, you can ignore it. It's not as if they married. It's not as if they've done mamar. Yes. Does the zika? Uh, I understand the zika uh, gets cancelled out with chalitza. Yeah. But does it get cancelled out with the get as well? So that's, a, uh, that's part of what we're going to go into today, is the get definitely has some effect on the zikah, because at least Midrabonan, because he's not allowed to marry he's prohibited any, to the other relatives, yeah. so the, the, the zikah remains with him. He's still connected with it. No, no, no. Remember, the zikah is the bond between the Yovam and the Yovama. Yeah. Okay. As long as that, if he... If, let's just say chalitza, he does chalitza to that yavama, yeah, then the zik is completely broken. There's no connection anymore. But still, her relatives are also to him as if he was married to her. But only the one that he did chalitza to. Because it's, it's as, we, we kind of say the chalitza is similar to a get, which means it's as if they were married. But really, really they're not. And really they were never married. There was just the zika before chalitza. Zika is specifically that, again, a semi-married bond between the yavam and the yavama. Um, yeah, so what's the reason? Um, yeah, so, so a get does have an effect on the zika to the degree that we said it's now as if, he, as if to a degree, he's done chalitza. So it has an effect on the zika. It does weaken the zika. But it doesn't totally sever it. You still need a chalitza. Um, yeah, and by the fact that so the, by the fact that there is still the zikah, 
That's, as we'll see, that's why some of the, the actions could still have ramifications after the white get was given. But so you, 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 you give a get, you're going to, you're going to do the uh, chalitza as well? Yeah. After the get, you, you yeah. do a chalitza? Yeah. Because again, the get's only mid Rabbonu, so it's not fully effective as separate the zikr. Okay, so Omar over my time with Rabban Kamil. What's the reason behind Rabban Kamil? That one get after another that the second get doesn't have any effect. So the misfake so Rava answers Rava explains the misfakele ik lay get dochi iloi dochi mamar ikoni iloi koni. He's Rabun Gamil is in doubt whether the get can have the power to sever it or whether it does not have the full power to sever it. And so it's with Mamar. Does Mamar have the full power of a Kiddushin or not? And I explained. Get i dochi loi dochi. Regarding the get, if it has power to sever, to break, um, to free her, to push her off, or if it does not have that power. I kama dochi basra maikovit. If the first one pushes her away, if the get has the same power as Chalitza, well then it's as if Chalitza is already done. The second get, what does it do? And I kama loi dochi basra dochi. And if the get does not have the power, to push her away, then the second one also doesn't have the power to push her away. And Mama, I'll explain it in a different way shortly, but let's see. Mamar, ikoni, loikoni. Does Mamar have the power to acquire or does it not have the power to acquire? It says, ikamakoni. If you say that Mamar does have the power to acquire, it says, if they've done ibum, will basra my COVID. Well, then the second mamar is nothing. Once Yibum is done, then there's nothing you can do to any of the... No valid action you can do to any of the other co-ops. So it says, If the mamar is not strong enough to acquire it, then the second one does not acquire it. So what... Um, what in, a, in other words, what Rob is saying is, Rabbi Kamil is not sure, is get and mamar complete? And we have seen opinions like that, and there's allusions to Rabban Kamil holding this elsewhere. But we have seen, mamar, get or mamar is complete. But if it's complete, well then there's nothing after it. If a man does chalitza to the one koah, and then he does chalitza to another koah, the second chalitza is nothing. And so too, if he does yibum to the one wah, and then yibum to another wah, to another of the tsaras of his deceased brother's wives, again, the second one is nothing. It's forbidden, but it's not. it doesn't have any powers of acquisition. It doesn't create any sort of uh, marriage or anything. So if you hold get or mamar is complete, well then the second one doesn't make a difference. Or if you hold that they're very weak, that they don't complete it, well then the second one also doesn't do anything. So according to Ramon Gamil, get or mamar, how we're understanding Rob at the moment, is either completely effective or basically inconsequential. It's like so weak, it's so... It's it's as if it wasn't there. So that's why Ramon Gamil says, Ain get get, ain mamar achar mamar. says, I see a buyer, a buyer challenged this. Oh, just an interesting question. I don't want to really go into the discussion now, but just to have something, a little bit of a break from uh, the tricky sugya, is why don't we say mamar and get we saying on midrabonah. So why don't we say sofek midrabonah lekula? We have a general principle throughout uh, Torah. If you have a doubt in a rabbinic law, you can go lenient. So why shouldn't you be able to just go lenient? 
um, you know, why don't we express it along those lines? I heard a few answers, none that uh, sat really well with me, but I'll just tell you one of the interesting ones is you have to distinguish what's the doubt. Is the doubt is we know the halacha, we're just not sure the case. There, or here, we're actually not sure what the halacha is. Rabbi Gamil says, I don't know the halacha. I don't know when the rabbi said there's get a mamar. I don't know how strong they are. So that's a doubt in the halacha, not in the case. Um, and that's, maybe that, there you wouldn't say, Sofeg min rabbon lakula. Because it's just, it's, it's not that we have a doubt in what happened and should we apply the rabbinic law a lot. No, it's we're actually not sure what the halacha is meant to be. So there you can't necessarily just go lenient. And that's one possibility. Another possibility I heard is we don't say that principle where we see that the Tana himself is in doubt. I, where I'm in doubt is the halacha, or someone else is in doubt, and it's a dindra bottle, okay, then you can go lenient. But we don't say that principle when you see the Tana, like here, it's Rabban Gamliel, who was in doubt. There you can't say that principle. Okay, but that's a side uh, point to consider. Let's go on to Asifah Bai Bai challenged. Rabon Gamliel. So now we're going to bring a a, a, a brisa, which we'll see, and um, we'll see based on the second principle you can't learn. It says Rabon Gamliel agrees that there is a get after mamar. Remember, umamar um, achar get, and there is mamar after a get. So it's specifically a get after a get or mamar after a mamar that Rabon Gamliel said you can't have the one after the other, but you can have. A different one, you can have mamar after get or get after mamar. Just to um, put it so that we're getting the principles, the, the underlying principles are clear again. It says, so if the Yavam does mamar to one of the Tsaros, one of the, his brother's deceased wives, and then give the get to a second one, the get is also effective. So what do we mean it's also effective? Is that he can't, now he can't do Yibum even to the wife that he did mamar. Why not? Why can't he do Yibum even to the one he did Mamar? Because by giving the get to the second one, which he's saying is effective, it's as if he's done Chalitza. And you can't do Yibum after Chalitza. So even though he did Mamar first, it still ruined that Mamar because the get is effective. And a second aspect that it has ramifications is her relatives, the one he gives the get. If the get was nothing, then her relatives would be permitted to him. But since he gave a get and it has an effect, because was mamar to the first one and the get to the second one. The get has an effect. Her relatives become also to him. So those would be two ramifications. And and, yeah, and then we said it would be the same as get after a mamar after get. It would just be the other way around. It says v'gam achar umamar. And so too, sorry, v'get achar umamar. There's also a get after beer, which is after mamar. Ah, you had three co-wives. The first wife, he did mamar to. The second one. He did beer to, and the third one he gave a get to. Now, since the beer was... Oh, now, just the, this is where we come back to remember that point of... So he gave mamar to the one and then beer to the second. It's a beer psula. It's not a good yibum. And therefore, there is still the zika, and therefore the get given to the third wife would have effect. It says, get. And similarly, if he first gave a get, then did beer, and then had mamar. So those, now these are the important ones. If Rabban Gamil is not sure of the power, then we should view the beer as if it's done first. 
as if it was Yibum, but Tiknid, and he should acquire her, the hot man, as we learned in our Mishnah, if the beer is done first, there is nothing afterwards. Um, I, if, he, if the first act that any of the brothers, or this, let's just look at one brother doing a, whatever, Mamar, Yibum, or, and get, if the first act he did to any of the co-ops was beer, that's proper Yibum, and he would be properly married, and you ignore the others. So now we're saying, what, what Abai is saying is, Mimanachach. Mimanachach is saying, either way, whichever way you look at it. And I'll tell you, the one way of looking at it. So again, let's just take the case where he did, um, Mamar to one, Beer to a second, and Get to a third. If you want to say, like Rabbi, the one option of Rabban Gamil's doubt, that Mamar is koine, Mamar is effective, then the subsequent beer and get are nothing. Because again, if you say that Mamar is the equivalent of Yibum, well then he's done Yibum. So when he goes and does a second Yibum to the one, to the second wife, and a, gives a get to the third, it's nothing. So that's if you say it has an effect. If you want to say that Mamar does not have an effect, well then the first Mamar that he did, you can ignore. The second wife he did beer to, that's Yibum. And the third wife, who he gave the get to is nothing. So, uh, so Mimanashach, either way, whether you look at Mamar being complete, Ramagamil is one side of his Sophic, or whether you learn as Mamar basically being inconsequential, like the other side of Ramagamil's doubt, the third woman who he gave a get to should be nothing. And you can say the same thing with get, beer, Mamar. So again, so why does Rabban Gamil say that the get at the end of these three, the third get, the get given to the third wife has an effect? Can't be like Robert just explained. So El Amar Abaya, Abaya explains as follows, and this seems to be how the Gemara leads it. He says, Pshitelay Rabban Gamil, forget the dochi or mamar de koni. Rabban Gamil definitely holds that, and Rashi edits it, uh, basically says that get has a strong power of pushing her away, or, or has a bit of power to push her away, and Mamar has a bit of power to acquire. I'm not a complete acquisition and not a complete severance, but it does have a ramification. Mihu amurabonon mahani get. The Rabbonon, when they made the Xera with the Yavoma, in one aspect the get is effective, mahani Mamar. And in one aspect, the mamar is affected. The get acha get loy dochi toho docha loy kama. The get after the get does not push aside because the first one has already pushed aside. Another one of phrasing it, Rashi says, is that um, the first get pushes aside all that a get can do. I Rabbonin came along and instituted that a get does have a power. But the get's power is capped. Let's say at 50, it breaks the, the zika 50%. So once a get is given and broken, let's say 50% of the zika, let's say a zika is 100 strong, 100% strong, so the get breaks it 50%. So there is still zika, but the get breaks it 50%. A second get can't break that same 50%. That's all the power a get has is to break the thing 50%. That's how it says, Umamar Achamamar loy koni, toho koni lay kama. And similarly, Mamar after Mamar doesn't have the power to acquire because the first one had all the effect that a Mamar could have. 
So he says, get after mama, or mama after get. However, get after mama, or mama after get. The aspect of the get breaks down the zika, and the remaining zika can be re-strengthened with the mama. And so to the other way around. So that's very interesting. That's how Abai explains Rabban Gamil. That seems to be the Pshatta Rabban Gamil again. Rabban Gamil holds that when Rabban gave get, just uh, let's let's compare it in Maman to Yibum and Chalitza. You can, Chalitza has full breaking effect. And that's what it does. If Chalitza is done, it's completely broken. And Yibum, the opposite, full, fully, well, it, 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 it dissolves the Zika, but it makes the bond full. Get, when the Rambas instituted Get and Mamar, they instituted that it has a power, the, the Get has a power to break. But once he gives the Get to the one woman, that's as much as a get can ever do. So piling on gets, giving a get to another woman, another co-wife, and another co-wife, and another co-wife, the get that he gave to the first wife has already done all that a get can do. All the breaking of the um, zika that, or yeah, of the bond that the get can do, it's already been done. That's how the Rabbonin, um that's how the Rabbon Gamliel says that the Rabbonin made the Xerah. The Rabbonin, oh, if that's the case, why did the Rabbonin say that there is a get after a get and there is a mamar after mamar? He says, For the rabbis instituted get and mamar by each yovom for each yovama. I, we don't look at it as a whole. There's one unit of connection between all the brothers and all the, all the yovoms and all the yovamas. That's how Rabban Gamliel looks at it. And he says, therefore, when one of them give a get, a get's done what a get can do. And when one of them give, you don't look at it a whole. You look at each brother independently to each, each yovom, independently to each yovoma. And therefore, each one can have effect of a get in each uh, connection. Okay, now we're going back to Rabban Gamliel. So again, um, we explain that Rabban Gamliel holds, there's no mamar after mamar. Because the first mamar does everything that the mamar can do. Now the beer that follows a mamar or a get, this is what we said, is considered a beer psula. It's only a partial beer. So now, what are we saying? That basically, a beer psula creates a partial connection, which is like mamar, which creates a partial connection. So we're just going to want to understand, but so is mamar the same as a beer psula? If you do mamar and then a biapsula, according to Rabban Gamliel, why do the biapsula shouldn't have any effect? He says, Vahai biapsula, sorry, so, yeah, biapsula adifa mi mamar, vagriya mi mamar. Actually, biapsula in some aspects is more effective than mamar, and in some aspects it's weaker than mamar. Where do we see it stronger? Adifa mi marindi ilu mamar, achar mamar, loy mahani. It's stronger than mamar because if you would do a mamar after mamar, contra Gamil doesn't have any effect. But beer after mamar does have an effect. The griami mamar is actually weaker than mamar in one aspect. The ilu mamar achar get, koni lekulish yura de get. Because if you do a mamar after a get, it has, it acquires everything that the get leaves behind. The full zika that is left behind is now acquired by mamar. It says, 
but beer after mamar does not acquire the full amount of the get. Um, just trying to think how we saw that. Um, yeah, oh, because we said, because we said that if the man does gives a get to one, and then does beer on the other. On the second and gives a uh, and then does mamar to the third, they all have an effect according to Ramon Gamil. So on that we see that mamar can take effect where there's a beer psula. We see that mamar is stronger in that way. Mamar is stronger than beer psula. Okay, so that's that's almost a side point, just clarifying that even though they seem the same beer psula and mamar, they seem to affect a partial acquisition. That you'd need a get and a chalitza, both of them have that effect. They're still actually different. Okay, Tonra Bonham. We learned in a brighter. This is again an elaboration, which will obviously lead to discussion on uh, this machloikas that we mentioned in the Mishnah. So he says, Ketzad, when Ketzad Omar Gamil and get achad get, when did Rabbi Gamil say that there is no get after get? I again, this is. Either two Yavamim to the same, well, yeah, we'll see here. It says, If you have two Yavamos, a brother was married to two wives and he died without children, that fell to one Yavam. He only had one brother. And he gives a get to the one and a get to the second. He has to do Chalitza to the first wife. And he's forbidden to her relatives, because he's given her a get. And he's permitted with the relatives of the second wife. Why? Because the second get is totally independent. He says, no, no son, get the get, the get the If he gives a get to this one and a get to that one, he's forbidden to the relatives of both of them. But he only has to do chalitza to one of them. Again, the chachomim say there is a get after get. Because you view a separate bond to each of the Yavamas, and therefore he needs to, he's, it's, the get that's to each of them is valid to a degree, and therefore he's also in both of their relatives. Again, unlike Rabbi Gamil, who said there's no get after get, the, se- the, the second get that he gave to the woman was basically giving her a blank piece of paper. It had no effect at all. So, you actually can say the same thing with two brother in laws. Oh, sorry, the deceased has two brothers, but he only had one wife. So you have one woman falling to two Yovomos. Uh, if one Yovom gives a get after another, it would be the same. Uh, if, if, yeah, if, if the one Yovom would give her a get, and then the second Yovom would give her a get. Again, according to Ramon Gamil, the one who gave the get to her second is permitted to her relatives. Whereas the Chachamim would say they also to her relatives. It says, When does Rabban Gamil say there is no Mamar after Mamar? It says, If you have two Yavamos that fall before one Yavam, for also Achas, may Mama Bazu, Umama Bazu, sorry, if you have two Yavamos falling to one Yavam, and he does Mama, the, he does Mama Bazu, Mama Bazu, he does Mama to each of them. Rabban Gamil Oimer, no, he says, get the Rishon of the So he gives a get to the first one and does Chalitza to her. But also Bekrovaseh, and he's forbidden to her relatives. Umuta Bekrovashnia, but he's permitted to the relatives of the second one. Again, the Mama to the second one was 
inconsequential, it was nothing. He has to give a get to both of them because he did mamar to both of them. And he's also forbidden to both of their relatives. Let me just ask you a question. Why can't he do yibum to one of them and not the other? Okay, so we go back to our principle. No. Mamar, again, according to the Chachamim, where there is mamar after mamar, it's kind of obvious he did yibum to the one. And then, obviously, the, the independent calculations, and it's kind of obvious he did yibum to the other. Which, remember, you're only allowed to do yibum to one woman. So each, because of the mamar that he gave to the one and the mamar he gave to the second, the other one becomes forbidden to him because it says, if he's already done yibum to one of the wives. Okay, now, v'chalitz l'achas mehem. Sorry, yeah, oh, I missed that point. It says, no, he's saying, get lishtayim, for also b'provashtayim. He gives a get to each of them, because he did mamar to each of them. And he's also to the relatives of both of them. V'chalitz l'achas mehem, he does chalitz to one of them. And it would be the same story if you if there was two brothers and one Yavama. Okay, now we're going to analyze the prices. So Omar, the one case we mentioned, this was at the beginning, we said if there were two Yavamas that fall before one Yavam. So two wives fell to the one brother. It says, Noisen get lezu get lezu. Um, he gives a get to this one and a get to that one. Rabban Gamliel Omer, and so yeah, and he gives a get to each of them. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Rabban Gamliel says, He gives a get, uh, a chalitza to the first one, and he's forbidden to her relatives, and he's permitted with the relatives of the second one because Rabban Gamliel holds and get a get. This seems to be a rejection of Shmuel. Now, before we see why it's a rejection of Shmuel, we have to go back. This is, uh, this is where the stuff gets a little bit of uh, tricky because as you can see a lot of it's built on previous principles but Shmuel had an interesting um, approach earlier on in the Masech we saw that Shmuel holds that there are different levels of Chalitza Psula remember the ultimate Bihal Chalitza is when you f- have the woman in front of you and you can choose to do Yibum or Chalitza where you can't do Yibum that's what we call a Chalitza Psula a weaker chalitza. The chalitza is not, you already couldn't do yibum to her, maybe because you gave a get, or maybe because you did mamar to her co-op, or whatever reason. It's a chalitza psula. It's a weaker chalitza. And Shmuel holds, interestingly, that you can, you have to give chalitza to the one with the strongest bond. If you have two women in front of you, both a mediocre chalitza, you have to give it to the one that has a stronger bond. And if you give it to the one with the weaker bond, you have to go give it to the other one as well. Unless, so unless there, so, so you have to give the chalitza, or to do chalitza with the one who is either has a stronger bond, or if they're equal bonds, you can do it to one of them. So that's Shmuel. Um, so now here, since Rabban Gamliel says the second get is nothing, the second zika is intact. Again, he had a zikr to these two women according to Rabbi Gamil, and he gave a get to the first. And the second get he gives is nothing. So he still has a zikr. Remember, the get's only to Rabbi so he still has a zikr, he still has a connection to the second one. So that's a stronger zikr because it hasn't been broken down by the get. So which one should he do chalitza to? According to Shmuel, he should do chalitza to the second one, who the get has no ramifications on because that zikr is hardly, is not damaged. 
And but what did Ramangamil say? He gives the get to the first. So this seems to be against Shmuel, who holds that no, you always have to give Khalitza to the stronger one. Ramangamil's a tana. If if Shmuel doesn't fit with a tana, well then it means that Shmuel's halacha is wrong. That, that that's what we're um, asserting. So again, by the fact that Shmuel holds, you always have to give the Khalitza to the one with the stronger bond. And here he had two wives and he gave a get to the one. And the second get, as we said, according to Ramon Gamliel, is nothing. With this wife, he's basically divorced from her. This Yavama, he's basically divorced from her. This one, there's nothing breaking the bond. It's a little bit broken because remember, he can't give him to her because of the get he gave to the other one. But it's, it's very slightly damaged. He didn't have any thing that clearly severed the bond with her. So he should have to give it to the second one. So that's what he says. Name it, Yavdei Tishmul. The Amar Shmuel Chalat Labalas Haget Lo Nifter Atzara. Shmuel says, if you do chalitza to the one who the get was given to, her co-wife is not exempt again because the co-wife has a stronger bond. So it's a, the chalitza psul is weaker. So Amar Lachol Shmuel Ki Kamar Ana Ali B'Demanda Amar Yesh Zika. Shmuel says no. Ramon Gamliel follows the opinion. I'll follow the opinion that there is a zika. Remember, there is this marriage bond. And that's why you have to, you look at which zika is more damaged, and you give the chalitza to the one that is less damaged. That's how Shmuel holds. Rabban Gamliel holds there is no zika. Not going to go into Rabban where we see, but it's later on in the Masechta that we see that Rabban Gamliel holds that there's no zika. And then, and since there is no zika, there is no need for a strong chalitza to break it. Again, remember, there's always some underlying bond between the Yovam and Yovama, but Yesh Zika is a specific context that basically they're almost already, and we view it as if they're almost already married. Once you don't hold for Yesh Zika, well then there isn't a calculation of which one, which wife does he have a stronger bond to. They're all the same week. So that's why Ramon Gamil says, rather give the Chalitza to the first one. It also makes sense to give it to the first one because he's already given her a get, so she won't be able to marry Kohanim. That could be another reason why he should give it to the first one. Okay, then it says, This implies, by the fact that Ramon Gamil holds there is no Zika, the Rabbonin who argue on Rabbi Gamliel, who say there is a get after a get, and there is mamar after mamar, most likely hold that there is a, 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 a zika. Vuktani Sefer, but then we said in the Sefer of that price, he says, You can say the same thing with two Yavamim and one Yavama. Now, so, so what's the case there? I, that where each brother-in-law gives this wife a get. Now only one of them has to do chalitza, even though both are chalitza psula. Now, again, as soon as they, they each give this woman a get, now they, one of them does chalitza and it works for both brothers. But it is a chalitza psula because you're not allowed to do yibum after a get has been given. And he says, This seems to be a rejection of Rabbi Baravuna Marav. Okay, and this is that same sugya over there that you have to look at the strength. But Rabbi Baravuna holds, interestingly, he holds, again, Shmuel held, that if the, you give the, the chalitza to the one that is equal or stronger to the other zikas. Whereas Rabbi Baravuna says, no, you have to give the get to the, you have to give the, do the chalitza to the one with the strongest zika. And therefore, if 
one of them has a, if they have equal zikas, you would have to give a chalitza to all of them. If it's a weak chalitza, you have to go give a chalitza, you have to do chalitza with each of the brothers. It's not good enough with one brother to do involve all about all the other brothers. And what if we just said, Rabbi Gamliel says, that no, well, um, the Rabbonin have come along and he's, we're holding that they say, yesh zika, and they said you do chalitza to one of them. But according to Rabbi Barakhana, you should have to do chalitza to both of them. So, no, the Rabbonin and Rabbi Gamliel hold ein zika. You just asserted that, oh, if Rabbi Gamliel holds ein zika, the ones who argue on him hold yesh zika. There's no imperative to hold that. Why? Who says? So they also hold Einzika. And the only argument here is does a get take effect after a get or mama take effect after mama, after another get? Okay, now we'll go on to the next point in the Bible. It says, Omamar. Now this was by two Yavomas falling to one Yavom. Two hours falling to one brother. He says, "Also, but Mama bezu, Mama bezu. Ramon Gamliel, Omer, Noi, Sen, Getler, Ishayin, Bechoy, Let's Law. But also, Bekrovish Sel, Umuta, Bekrovish Nia. If he gave the get to the one, and then a get to the second one, what does Ramon Gamliel? Sorry, he did Mama to the one and Mama to the second, Mama to each of the wives. Ramon Gamliel says he gives a get to the first one and does chalitza to her, and he's forbidden to her relatives, but he's permitted to the relatives of the second one." Because the mamar he did to the second one is totally invalid. Because again, Rabbi Gamil is the one who says, Ein mamar acha mamar. So now the Gemara asks, Mirti calls of Rabbi Gamil, Ein mamar acha mamar, Rishon, and Amitis Yavim. If he holds there's no mamar after mamar, why can't he do Yibum to the first one? Oh, very good question. Let's just go, let's go back to a primary principle. If a man, let's say, with one Yavim, he does mamar to her, what's the next step? He can go and do Yibum to her. All these cases that we've said he can't do Yibum is because he did Mamar to one and get to a second or Mamar to one and beer to a second. That's where we say that they have to get divorced. But the standard procedure would be to pick one of the wives, do Mamar to her, and then do Yibum to her. The mission actually said, and we'll see this later on, um, that's the mitzvah. So that's the way it should be done. So if, again, according to Rabban Gamil, the second Mamar is totally invalid. Once you've done Mamar to one of the wives, there's no more room for mamar. Why, if you do mamar to both of the wives, does he say you have to give a get to both of them? Just do yibum to the first one. The second one's totally irrelevant. So he says, no, No, we're concerned that he might do yibum to the second one. I, yes, we're concerned that he'll say, oh, I did mamar to both of them. I'll choose and do yibum to the second one. But that would be awesome because he's already done Mamar to the first one. So he could not go along and do Yibum to the second one. We're concerned that he'll do that. You're right, Einachinami, he could theoretically do Mamar to the first. But there's an added layer to the Xaira that if you allow him to do Mamar, uh, Yibum to the first, he might do Yibum to the second, which would be um, forbidden. Okay? Omar Rabbi Yosman. Rabbi Yosman says, now we're going to tie in a whole lot of opinions together. He says, Ramon Gamil. He says, all these opinions, they all hold that Mamar affects a complete Kenyan. Now we don't mean a, a complete Kenyan, Rashi points out, we mean a strong Kenyan. So we're going to now show that all these four opinions hold that Mamar is strong. It's not weak, it's, it's very strong. 
if not complete. Rabban Gamliel, Gamliel, as we just said, what have we just said according to Rabban Gamliel? That when you do Mamar, it's so strong that if you do Mamar to a second woman, it would have no effect. So we see Mamar is very strong. Unlike the Chachamim hold, if you do Mamar to wife A and then Mamar to wife B, it all takes effect. We see they hold Mamar's weaker. So that's the first. That's Rabbi Gamliel where we see Mama is very strong. Bei Shammai, how do we see Bei Shammai hold us very strong? If you have three brothers, going back uh, when we used to uh, count these families and complex family trees. So if you have three brothers, two of them married two sisters. And one of them is single. Now remember, if you've done Yibum or you married to a sister... And the other, and one of her sisters fall to you in Yibum. That's one of the Arayos. You don't do Yibum in a case of one of the Arayos. That's the first mission of the Masechta. So what happens here? So, The one brother who was married to the sister died. And the single brother did Yibum to her. The other married brother couldn't do Yibum to her because she was his wife's sister. Then, and he, sorry, he didn't do Yibum. He didn't do Yibum. He did Mamar. And then the second brother died. So now he's done mamar, not yibum to the one sister. And now the other sister falls to him in yibum. It says, It's as if he's already married. And the second one goes free. We see according to Beishamai, doing mamar is the same. It's actually completely powerful. It's the same as having done Yibum to the degree it's as if he's already married to the sister. So when the sister falls in Yibum, it's Achos Isha, so he won't, she goes free without anything. Now, so that's Beishamai. Now Rabbi Shimon. Where do we see that Rabbi Shimon is very powerful? The Tanya, as we learned in a Brisa. Now, just before we go into the Brisa, what the Brisa's discussion is, if a Yavama falls to two brothers both aged between 9 and 13. Now this is an interesting age because they're not adults, but we say they're beer counts. Okay? Being intimate with or you know, having relations with a boy under 9 doesn't count as even having had relations. Just to make the contrast, to, to, to make it stark and clear, is if a married woman would sleep with a mana, if he's under 9, she wouldn't have transgressed adultery because we say his act is nothing. But if he's over nine, granted he can't be punished because he's a minor, she would be held accountable for having committed adultery because he's over. So now how do we view this regarding Yibuf? Um So a katan, interesting enough, a minor can't perform kiddushin. But by Yibum, we say, that the Rabbonin over there says it's a semi-Yibum. Because there's already a kiddushin. There's already a bond because he's building on his brother. So now what happens? So you have this woman who falls in Yibum to a boy who's between 9 and 13 eyes, beer counts, but he doesn't. It's a semi-Yibum. Um, it is more similar to Mamar, a semi-building of the bond. So now what happens if you have two brothers between age 9 and 13 who both had relations with the Yavama? So that's... Um, Yeah, so, so, so Rabbi Shimon says, Omaluhu Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said to the sages, the Chachomim, Im Rishon, Shani If you tell me that the beer of a 9 to 13 year old counts, well then, it's as if they've done Yibum to the first one, and the second one, it's as if nothing was done. 
And if you say the beer of the first one is nothing, well then the beer of the second one is nothing. Oh, for whole beer spentasia the kamama shavi rabbanon. And we know there the rabbanon say that the beer of a nine-year-old is like mamar. The kaomar Rabbi Shimon ain't a beer. And Rabbi Shimon says that the beer of the second one is not counted as a beer. We see that he holds mamar is very strong that you could ignore the second one's beer. So that's where we see it in Rabbi Shimon. Again, just an interesting point on that, just to clarify this point. Obviously, we'll discuss it when we get to the Mishnah later on. But there's an interesting question. So according to the Rabbonin, according to Rabbi Shimon, he says, wait, make up your mind. Do you say that a beer of a nine-year-old counts as Yibum? Or do you say that a beer of a nine-year-old does not count as Yibum? If you hold it counts as Yibum, well, then it's as if the one brother did Yibum, and then the other brother slept with his wife, that's uh, the second one. Again, it's uh, it's Asur, but it doesn't affect the Yibum. So that's what Rabbi Shimon says. According to the Rabbonin, it's a bit of both. It's a Mamar. It's like a Mamar. It's halfway there. Um, so there's an interesting question. Do we say the Orisa it would count? Or do we say the Orisa it does not count? And the Rabbonin came along. Why would you say either way? Why would you say the Orisa it does count? So that's as I point out, because... Again, we know that uh, there's two ways of looking at Yibum. One is it's built on the Kiddushin of his brother. He doesn't have to do a new Kiddushin. He doesn't have to give her money and say, will you marry me? He just does Yibum and they married. So he's building on the Kiddushin that his brother already did. On the other hand, it is in a way affecting a Kiddushin. They become fully married when he does Yibum. So do we say that the, when the, this nine-year-old, he can't do Kiddushin? So just as he can't do Kiddushin, he can't do Yibum. Maybe we say that. And therefore, it's nothing but Midrabonim that came along and said, no, it says, since his beer does count for many halachas, we view it as if it's a semi-Yibum. That's the one. What do we say? No. The Orisa, you don't need a Kiddushin. And therefore, even though he's a mana, he can, since his act counts, you can say the Yibum counts. I'll give you another proof that Yibum doesn't require Kiddushin. You can't marry a woman against her consent. But if an adult performs Yibum on a woman without her consent, it counts. Because there's already a Kiddushin from the previous brother. So maybe we can say the same thing here. This nine-year-old isn't affecting a Kiddushin. There's already the Kiddushin. All he's, he just needs the beer, which of a nine-year-old, between nine and thirteen, does count. So therefore, do Orisa, it's a good Yibum. But Midrabonim, they downgraded and said, no, it's only like a mama. So that's uh, two ways of looking at that question. Okay, let's just go quickly to Ben Azai. So again, these are all opinions that hold that mama is very strong. So Ben Azai, the Tanya Ben Azai, as we learned in the Bible, Ben Azai, Oime, Yeish Mamar Acha Mamar, Bishnei Yavomim, Biyavom Achas. Ben Azai says there is mama after mama with two Yavomim and one Yavoma. Ve'en Mamar Acha Mamar, Bishnei Yavomas, Biyavom Echot. But there is no mama. If there are two Yavamas and one Yavam. I, if one man goes and does Mamar to his one sister-in-law and then Mamar to his second sister-in-law, the second Mamar is nothing. We see that Mamar is strong enough to make, in certain scenarios, the second Mamar nothing. Again, just remember with all these opinions, some it's, they all hold that Mamar is stronger than the Chachomim of our Mishnah. 
but not, of, not necessarily that it's complete. By Shama hold it's complete, but the different opinions give it different strengths. But all of these opinions hold it is stronger than the Rabbonin of Al Mishnah. That's the main point. And Rabbi Nehemiah, the last one we mentioned, the Tlan, as we learned in Al Mishnah, Rabbi Nehemiah, Omer, Achas, Be'ilav, Achas, Chalitza, Bein Bechila, Bein Be'emtza, Bein Besoif, Ein Achreya Klum. Once he does Chalitza or Bia, whether Again, this was a case where there were three women and there was a get, bia, mamar. O mamar, bia, get. O mamar, chalitza, get. Or get. You know, all of those where it could be in any order. So he says whether the chalitza or the bia was done first. I, let's just focus Let's just focus on the bia because that's uh, more relevant for us. So whether he did um, bia and then chalitza then, and then get. Or whether he did chalitza, then bia, then get. Or he did chalitza, sorry, not chalitza. He did mamar, bia, and then get. Or mamar, or get. Sorry, sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Scrap that. If again three, he's got three uh, wives, uh, three sisters, three women that have fallen to him in Yibum, and he does mamar to one, then bia to a second, and then get to a third. All the other way around. Or he does beer to the first one, and then mama and get to other ones. Or he did um, in any of those scenarios. Says bain bitchila whether the beer was done first, bain beemsa, or whether the beer was done after a get or a mamar, bain besof, or whether it was done last. klum, there is no effect afterwards. Um, what do we see? That if he does beer before a get or a mamar, I in the middle, even though it was after a get or a mamar, which made it a biopsula, a weak one, um, the subsequent mamar has no effect. It says, the Kamamar The Rabbonin of the Mishnah say a biopsula is like a mamar. Remember, they said if he does a biopsula, he has to give her a get and chalitza. I like mamar. If he does mamar, he'd have to give her a get and the chalitza. So, that, so that's the equivalence. Comes along Rabbi Nehemiah and he says, no, once he's done, there is nothing afterwards. There's nothing. This biopsula, once he's done this biopsula, the, the mamar done afterwards would be completely invalid. So we see, and as we just said, biopsula is similar to mamar. So we see that biopsula and mamar would be very powerful according to Rabbi Nehemiah. Now let me just say Rabbi Nehemiah a little bit clearer and simpler. Basically, we're saying biopsula is the same as mamar according to the Rabbonin. Rabbi Nehemiah holds if you do a mamar after a biopsula, you can ignore it. It's this kind of like Rabbon Gamliel said, if you do a mamar after a mamar, it's nothing. Rabbi Nehemiah holds if you do a biopsula and then a mamar, the second mamar is nothing. Now we're saying since biopsula is on the same level as a mamar, we see it's very powerful like Rabbi Gamil holds. Again, all of these four cases where where it's more powerful than the Tan of Al Mishnah. Can we leave it there for today?